Welcome to Glendale, the University of Phoenix Stadium, where tonight the Seahawks take out the Cardinals 22-16. Hall of Famer Warren Moon. Uh, what do you think? I mean, a lot went on in this game and, and so much about Thursday night football and a bunch yeah. of injuries and penalties. And, but, boy, uh, some heroic performances out there tonight. Well, it was a gut check for the Seahawks tonight to, just to make it through this game. It was one of those games of attrition. Who was going to survive it? And you saw at the end of the game a lot of those players couldn't even move. They were, they were just so tired and so spent. And when you have a division game like this, it always brings out a little bit extra in both football teams because they know each other so well. It's a much more physical football game when you play against a divisional opponent, and the Seahawks survived it. But they did lose a lot of players in this game, a lot of injuries, even though they got the victory. And that's what we have to look and see and assess how serious are some of those injuries that happened tonight because we have a long season left to play. Well, let's get right to the one that everybody seems to be uh, concerned with, and that's Richard Sherman, who the NBC cameras caught him on the sideline, uh, you know, basically on a farewell tour, Warren. I mean, he was hugging Chris Richard and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, and it looked like, uh, you know, from all uh, points that he had torn his Achilles and he's out for the season. Yeah, it just seems like to me if he had a torn Achilles, though, he'd be in a lot more pain and he wouldn't be able to move around as well as he did. But I'm hoping that's not what it is, but if it is what it is, he's done for the season, no question about it. That's about a nine-month injury, and it'd be very unfortunate because Richard's uh, having another great year, but that's what happens when you play these games. If you come into these games, these Thursday night games, with tired legs, which a lot of these players are very tired from the game just four days ago, injuries usually happen when you're tired because uh, your body just can't react the way it normally reacts in a football game, and that's when injuries come. All right, so you talk about the performance of this team tonight. Uh, it seemed pretty efficient, but I thought defensively, I mean, if if there weren't four penalties on one drive yeah. for the Cardinals, they would have never scored that first touchdown. The penalties were out of hand. Some, Did you think some of the refs' calls were ticky-tack? I thought some of them were. I saw some of those replays, and some of them I just couldn't find. It. One of them was a hand to the face by, by um, I think it was Coleman. I mean, make that. Uh, Griffin? Yeah, it was Griffin. Yeah, and, and you just didn't see it. You didn't see a hands to the face on that particular play. And just very, very ticky-tacky on some of them. So even though the Seahawks did have a number of penalties and they they still need to cut those down, there were a few that just were kind of uncalled for. Uh, how about the performance of, of Russell Wilson tonight? I mean, uh, you know, earlier in the week, Pete Carroll says, well, we'd like to see him stay in the pocket a little bit. And then that miracle shot he threw to Baldwin was unbelievable. Well, he looked like Fran Tarkington oh, on, on yeah. that particular play. A couple of pirouettes. He looked like a Parishnikov, like a <laughs> like a ballet dancer. But we've seen him do stuff like that before, those Houdini type of acts. And what, what a play by Doug Baldwin going up and just making a play on the ball. And all that was was Russell trusting Doug Baldwin that I'm going to throw him the football and he's going to make a play on it and that's exactly what he did that's that communication and that relationship that those two players have had for the last six years and that's something that uh, that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks coaching staff they have to live with uh, because you know there is good and bad when Russell starts to do those things but the more he tries to keep those plays alive usually he's able to pull something yeah there's a few times in the pocket where he didn't have to take a sack if he just throws the football away and goes back and, and calls another play uh, you don't have a negative play but that's what he does he holds on to the ball until he can try and make a play and we've seen him make more plays than he does not make plays and uh, that's something you try you try not to coach out of a guy like him important uh, division matchup here because the Rams were sitting there as the Seahawks entered this game, uh, a game ahead of them in the standings. And really, you know, if you're looking for home field advantage in the playoffs, the only shot you have was to win tonight because the Eagles only have one loss. You're right. And we just have to keep winning. And we're going to get a chance to play the Rams again later in the season up in Seattle where our chances are pretty good against them. But uh, we, the good thing is we got back on the winning track after such a, a uh, demoralizing loss on Sunday. That was a game we probably should have won at home, but we didn't. 
and uh, it was good that they had four days to get ba back to play another football game so they could get that bad taste out of their mouth and get back out on the field and redeem themselves, and they did a good job tonight. Uh, Jimmy Graham, a couple of touchdown catches tonight, and everywhere it's like, finally, fans are like, finally. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it seems like it's finally starting to work with Jimmy in the red zone. Well, you, you see R Russell's throwing the football where he needs to throw it to him in the red zone, up high. And when he, when he throws it up high, Jimmy's able to use that big frame of his, six foot seven, his catch radius, and go up and make plays. I still think he can throw it just a little bit higher. He can make him jump just a little bit more. Some of those plays are, are, are 250-50, make it more where, where it's more like 75-25. Jimmy Graham's going to come out ahead. But he is scoring touchdowns, and that's what we brought him here for. And I love the fact that Russell's having that confidence. In them. Okay, you know, I, uh, Warren and I usually don't talk about place kickers, but I think <laughs> this is a chance. I, I was talking before that the game. Big. I couldn't believe that uh, Blair Walsh had practiced so much before the game. He came out so early uh, and worked on his, his range and, and his approach and his focus, and uh, it sure paid off tonight. Well, we were watching him, and I was, I was wondering. He kept hitting some kicks from 55, 56 yards. I'm like, save some of those for the football game. You don't want to leave them all out here in practice, but he did a nice job uh, before before the game, and he did a nice job once he got in the game. And kicking is so mental sometimes, and, and I think he got over those mental hurdles early in the ball game. It's great that his first attempt was only from about 33 yards. Gave him a really nice attempt to, uh, to get his confidence back, and then you could tell by the way he was kicking from then on he was fine. Uh, Warren, let's get right to the Thursday night topic before we move on. Uh, you played this game a long time. Didn't have to play that, that short rest game on Thursday night back in your era. Yes, I uh, did. I played on Thanksgiving a lot of times. Oh, that's right. I mean, outside of, yes, the, the, the one game a year where they had that short week, but right. now they have it every week. Right. And so give me your thoughts on it. I just don't like it. I just don't think it's enough time for these guys to, to recuperate and really give you the type of effort that, that the fans want to see uh, in a football game, a quality football game on a Thursday night. These guys are just trying to get through these football games and just trying to survive these games because some of them bodies are really beat up from the game before depending on how physical that game was. And, and uh, a lot of guys are playing with bumps and bruises trying to go into this football game where they, maybe they'd have three more days to get themselves healed up to play on a Sunday, but now they have to go on a Thursday. So... I really don't like it, but I know the league does for ratings and money and different things like that. But uh, for the players and, and for their uh, recovery time and their preparation time to get ready for another opponent, I think it's very, very taxing on them. Uh, do you think at some point, I know that they're getting some big checks uh, written on this on these Thursday night games. At some point, does, a, does player safety and... and you know, and league-wide become more of a priority for this for this league? Well, if you didn't look at tonight as, as uh, being not worrying about player safety, then I, I, I think you weren't watching this football game because player safety was not the first thing on your mind tonight. These players were just trying, like I said, to survive to get through this game. It seemed like every other place there was a guy laying down on the field hurt and then they had to carry him off the field. That's not the way this game should be played. Uh, that's not the type of conditions these players should be under. But this is what they're dealing with right now. And until they uh, bargain it some other way through collective bargaining, it's going to continue to stay this way. Uh, Big Dwayne Brown has been with the Seahawks just a couple of games since the trade uh, from the Texans. Uh, he goes out with an ankle injury tonight. And, uh, boy, it, there's just no telling how serious some of these injuries were tonight. But he'd be a tough one to lose. Well, the great thing is they have 11 days to get ready for the next ball game. So, even though, even though they don't play uh, next Sunday, they play next Monday, which gives them an extra day, which is great. 
But, yeah, you don't know how serious some of these injuries are until we, we, they go through their doctor's examinations in the locker room right now, go through the x-rays and, and the MRIs and all the different things that they're going to have to have done. But the good thing is they got a win out of this. They're going to get a chance to rest for the weekend. I'm sure Pete will give them the weekend off, and then they'll get back into it next week. But I want to take you back to the Carlos Dansby hit on Russell Wilson. Uh, forced him out for one play, jumps in the tent, basically ran out of the tent like there was some beehive in there because he didn't want to, you know, stay off the field. What well, did they, you think about the hit? Well, they have a, uh, um, a, head, a head trauma specialist on the sideline, so that person's job is to look at di- different players and see if they do get hit in the head, what their response is. And they felt like Russell needed to come off the field because he had been hit in the head and they wanted to make sure that he was okay. So they were looking out for his safety on that particular play. But you know Russell, he's going to get back out there as fast as he possibly can. It was an illegal hit. Whenever you go to a quarterback's head, you're going to get called for it, just like you saw one of our players go at their quarterback's knees and he got, they get called for it. So they're going to protect the quarterback as much as they can. I have no problem with that. I wish they would have did it when I was playing. I'd probably still be playing. But, but you see so many quarterbacks going down with injuries right now that they're going to make sure they protect the most important position on the field. <laughs> I think you could still play, man. You're in great shape. All right, you talk about the, the one player with Sheldon Richardson that went at Stanton's knees, but it looked like he was falling yeah. and had one shot at getting him, so he lunged to try to make the sack. Um, I, I can see the defense, uh, the frustration on that side of the football because they're like, hey, what is left for us to do here without you guys calling a penalty? Right, and it wasn't intentional what he, what he was trying to do. It just happened to be that he was on the ground. He's just trying to get the quarterback on the ground, which is his job. That's what he's coached to do. But uh, he got called for it, and it kept that drive alive, and that's that's one of the um, the problems with uh, trying to protect the quarterback. Sometimes guys are going to get called for some, for, for some rinky-dink calls, but you want to protect those guys. All right, now I'm just saying, like, when, when Dansby laid that hit on Russell, uh, the Cardinals were kind of flailing a little bit, weren't doing too much on either side of the ball. Uh, is that almost like a play in hockey where the guy goes out there and lays out their best player to kind of send a message? Do you think that goes on in the NFL where let's let's get Russell a little extra shot and let him know we're here? Well, you definitely always want to try and intimidate and, and uh, rough up a quarterback if you can, but you want to do it within the rules. You're not out there trying to take anybody out or hurt anybody. Uh, many times guys have tried to uh, intimidate me and hit me extra after the play is over or give you an extra push or say something to you, whatever they, they can do to try and get in your head. But uh, I don't think anybody's out there trying to definitely hurt anybody. Russell has a lot of respect around this league, and I don't think Carlos Dansby, a guy who's been in this league for a long time, would try and do anything like that to Russell. Uh, Thomas Rawls had one big run tonight, 20, 23 yards I think it was, and, and it looked like, okay, maybe. You know, he was getting enough touches, and, and they were starting to move the ball on the ground. But um, – it seemed to open some things up immediately, but, again, it kind of shut it down. They only had 75 yards rushing total. Yeah, it's still not where it needs to be. And I think when Dwayne Brown went out, you saw some of the running game go away because he wasn't in there. Um, and just the timing seemed to be off on the running game. So that still has to improve. Uh, I think they'll keep working at it. They'll keep trying to work at, at running the football. You know, again, C.J. Prosite was the guy we wanted to see carry the ball tonight, but he gets hurt again. So that's been part of it, too, the inconsistency of – of having healthy running backs to go along with the inconsistency of the offensive line play. All right, well, you know, we know about C.J. Prosize. The ankle continues to bother him, uh, and I think everybody was just like, you know, they shake their head when they know that C.J. Prosize is out of the game again. Uh, but let's move on to something else here and talk about Shaq Griffin. Uh, he had a nice play down the sideline. It was still a catchable ball, but he said after giving up that long one last week to Doxon that he wasn't going to let that happen again, and I thought he played pretty well tonight. I thought he played really well. For a rookie to have that much criticism 
uh, you know, put on him over the last four days because of last week's game. He had that short memory that you have to have on that corner, and you got to put that whatever happened behind you and get back out there and play your game. And he did a nice job tonight. Had a lot of passes, defense didn't get beat deep, getting didn't get beat deep at all. So I think he bounced back really well for a rookie. When you look at this team looking ahead now, they do have that nice break before the Falcons go to uh, you know go to Seattle and take them on. Um, is this team set up for a nice stretch run when you look at the schedule and, and the, the talent that they have? You know, I thought coming into this game we were. Now it just depends on the on the injuries. I don't know how severe some of those injuries were, whether it was how, how Dwayne Brown's uh, ankle is, how Richard Sherman's Achilles is. I mean, there was a number of guys that went down in this ball game. So we'll have to see what the what the health situation is for this team and see if they're set up for the uh, for the stretch run or not but i think they they're uh, they have enough veterans on this football team enough experience about what it takes to get into the playoffs and and take a deep run it's just a matter of how many healthy bodies they're going to have to do that all right i know uh we're kind of working you over here with questions but um you look at the other side of the ball adrian peterson comes out he fumbles on his first carry today uh forced by cam chancellor uh boy he was almost rendered neutral in this game. Well, we played great defense against him, and, and that was just because of the respect that they have for him. They saw him on tape the last couple of weeks on what he's been able to do here in Arizona in a short period of time. Last week, 37 carries, 153 yards. We just played great team defense today against him. He had nowhere to run the football. Everybody was playing very good gap responsibility, and, he, and we, we, did, we had a lot of um, penetration in the backfield by our defensive line. So that's the way you stop a good running back. You get penetration, you get a lot of people playing uh, in, their, in their areas, and you don't have, let him any, have anywhere to go, and they never had anywhere to go tonight. I think he had one 11-yard run, and that was probably his longest run of the night. Uh, he also got trapped in the end zone for a safety, and I thought and Cam Chancellor stuck him and really had a, a, a nice play there. I thought when you look at the replay, and they always talk about what is it, uh, gap responsibility, uh, you know, and, and K.J. Wright really filled a hole, and, and, and Peterson had nowhere to go, and then Cam shot the gap. Uh, that was such a team effort on that sack. Well, we knew that Cam was going to be a big safety. part of our run uh, defense tonight. Uh, even though it's, it's an eight-man front with a defensive back, but Cam is like having another linebacker down there in the front seven. So uh, he makes it very tough for, for teams to run against us because he can take on any lineman, he can take on any back, and play it just like a, a, a linebacker would play it, even though he's a defensive back, strong safety. Uh, Richard Sherman out for the season with the ruptured Achilles warm, but, but he was talking about handing his, lending his experience to the players and how crucial that will be in the stretch run. It, it, re it really will be because we'll have a, a young secondary, especially on the corners, um, you know, with, with um, Shaq being over there as a rookie. He was somebody that really relied on Richard being on the field at the time. He's not going to have that anymore. But, you know, Jeremy Lane's been around a long time. He'll probably fill that spot. Uh, so, Guys are just going to have to step up. You're going to lose a great, great player over there, but Richard will not be going anywhere. He's going to be, if I know Richard, on the sideline coaching as much as anybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he'll be darn good at it too. That defense uh, was stifling at times tonight, led by Bobby Wagner. Camp Chancellor had a great game. Uh, you know, Warren, it looked like in the beginning, at least in the first half, that the Seahawks defense was crowding the, the line of scrimmage, trying to stuff Adrian Peterson, stuff the run, and force Drew Stanton to beat him with, the, with, his, with his arm. Well, they're definitely going to try and put eight guys in the box. That's how you stop a great running back like that, give him nowhere to run the ball. And if you're a good defensive coordinator, what you want to do is try and take away what a team has been doing very well and make them one-dimensional. And if you look at the Cardinals the last three weeks or so since they've had Adrian, 
They've been running the ball very well, and he had 153 yards last week. So you feel like if you can stop the run, put the game in Drew Stanton's hands, you have a good chance of winning the football game because that's not something that he's used to, and it's probably not something that he's capable of doing, which is carry a football team with his arms. So you want to stop the run early, which is what they did, and they put the game in his hands, and he couldn't hold up. Yeah, that Cardinals offense really was no match for that Seahawks defense today. You know, it's kind of frustrating tonight. We see uh, the offense and the defense and some good things and some bad things. And that one bad thing that we had to see again was C.J. Procise re-injuring that ankle and leaving the game early here in Arizona. So, uh, Warren, it's just one of those things that poor kid just cannot stay healthy. Yeah, you just kind of feel for the kid because he has so much talent. We've seen that talent in little bitty pieces, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together and stay on the field for any length of time. And the coaches want him to be on the field because they feel like he's a lot of things that he can do. He can catch the football out of the backfield. He's a really good runner on third down. A lot of different things that they want to use him for, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But uh, hopefully at some point that will happen and we'll start to see the, the true potential of C.J. Prosa. Uh, you can only hope, that's for sure. That's all right, Warren. 30 seconds or less. Uh, final thoughts on this one. Well, it was a great uh, hard-fought win. Uh, unfortunately, we lost some players to injury, but that's part of playing on Thursday night football. But we did get the win. Big game coming up against Atlanta in about 11 days. Dan Quinn comes in, who knows this team very well. You got Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, last year's MVP. Should be another great test for the Seahawks. Yeah, and they got a huge game coming up Sunday in Dallas. And then Sunday night, we will join you on the fifth quarter from Seattle. We'll talk about a big day in the NFL. Look ahead a little bit to the Seahawks Falcons matchup for sure. So for Chris Egan back in the King 5 Studios, Hall of Famer Warren Moon, I'm Paul Sylvie. Thank you for joining us tonight from Glendale. We'll see you Sunday night.